You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Buongiorno, Tim. Buongiorno, Sean. I'm in I'm in Italy right now. How are you enjoying your time there? It's awesome. I just watched the biggest soccer game in Italy this year. It's uh, Napoli versus Milan. Oh, what happened? Uh, it's uh, it's it was a nil nil tie. Uh, <laughs> why, why do I even ask about soccer? Of course it was. <laughs> I should I can't say that to you anymore, can I? You're actually a soccer fan. I am. I am. It is. It is in the top three for me in sports. I. I uh, uh, it is. It is. It's moving up the ranks. It's moving up the ranks. I'm trying it, to it passed, think. It passed auto racing like maybe a decade ago, okay. twenty years ago. Uh, I, I I would choose a soccer match over a baseball game at this point. So hockey, it's hockey, football, hockey, football, and then soccer. Okay. I, yeah, and I'm not putting. It depends on the season. Like during football season, I really like watching football. I really like watching hockey at all times. And and there, I mean, there's times when like I really enjoy going to a baseball game. I don't yeah. really like watching baseball on TV that much, although. We just had like the World Baseball Classic, which was kind of cool. It was like all these pro players playing, and uh, it was pretty exciting. I watched it with my kids. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not a snob. I'll watch, I watch bowling, not really. I kind of for baseball. I kind of like going to a game live and just sitting out in the outfield with, and then not paying attention, just drinking. Yeah, with not many people around me, and just kind of. Enjoy the weather. I'm so glad we have an outdoor stadium now because oh, I'll just okay. enjoy for the sun. For years, for years, we played in that dome, and like I, I could kind of tolerate football in the dome. I could kind of tolerate football in the dome. Well, especially in December. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I was never. I, I got the outdoor games I've gone to have been in the winter, and it, it's I've I've enjoyed them all. Uh, but baseball, baseball cannot be indoors. It just can't. Yep. It was, we went to a game in Toronto a few years back and there's, you know, at least the dome, like some natural light. Our old dome, you mean? Yes. I, uh, at the Metrodome in Minneapolis. The the, light would bleed through. The light would come through. Well, the, the dome in Toronto is a. It's just a roof. It's, well, yeah, because it opens, it's retractable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we went to a game where it was closed and if the lights went out in there, you're, you don't see anything. Like it, you are in a (laughs) cave. Oh, oh my God. It means this like I a couple maybe we've we've had some power problems at my office right yeah and uh, we've got a parking garage you've been in my parking garage yeah. it's underneath the building right mm-hmm. uh, I went in there and maybe I didn't notice it because I was driving my car and my lights come on automatically but I think the lights were on I get in there and as I park my car and I turn off my lights the power goes out in the garage <laughs> and it is so dark it's pitch there is not any light anywhere it is because and and like i'm like oh my god so 
uh, I'm like, first of all, does the elevator work? Because I don't want to walk up all those stairs. Right. <laughs> and then I grabbed myself. I'm like, ah, I got a built-in flashlight. It was right. so dark that the flashlight did nothing because it's a, such a large space. Oh, I don't know what it was. It was like uh, it was like the inkiness. It was there was a black hole or something. It was swallowing. The, the photons. So it doesn't did, matter. The so, flashlight did nothing. So did you just stand in one spot for several hours? <laughs> no. I mean, it did enough that I could get in muscle memory. I could get to the elevator. But yeah. the entire time was like, you you go in someplace like that and the lights go out. It is the opening scene of a very bad movie. <laughs> okay. it, there's Nothing good happens when the person... Cause that's, that's the moment in the movie where you're like... What are you doing? Right. Stay in the car. Stay. Lock the doors. What are you doing? Yeah, that, I did that. I love it. All right. And we, the elevator worked, but I will tell you, I was a little, it was oh, just yeah. the basement, but I was just a little nervous. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking like you with the power going out, like I would not want to get stuck in an elevator. No, either. no. Because your phone only has so much battery power. I, th- I think I would have taken <laughs> Asshole, the stairs. I, there's no, uh, there's no Wi-Fi, So like you're literally just sitting there playing, uh. Uh, Candy Crush, or some, <laughs> just like to think of some dumb game. Well, you 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 succeeded there. Uh, All looks right, like Mary found the hockey hammock. Yep, yep. We're looking out the window at uh, at your cat. One of my cats who uh, uh, has turned the top of a hockey floor hockey net into a hammock. It's yeah, really kind of it adorable, is sweet. So clearly, you're not actually in Italy. Oh, sorry. No, no. This is I. You sent me that picture. You're at my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're recording a little early, trying to work around our trips here. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do. I think the next one we'll do beginning of the wide receivers might come out a little bit late because we're gonna wait. We're not gonna do that one early because I gotta get ready. Yep. So true story. So we have uh we have tight ends for you today. Yeah, it's our it's our tight end, and, our top tight ends. And me, so far from what I've seen, I haven't looked at all the wide receivers yet, but I, I know enough about enough of them. I'm the most excited about this this group as opposed to all the positions. There are good players at every position, but I really feel like, man, this is the year to go get a tight end. Yeah, I think overall you're probably right. It's and hopefully it it actually works out that way, so we can have relevant tight ends on our teams like everybody can yeah no <laughs> i mean instead like, of like four of us oh you're right four i mean you're being optimistic <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what do we got we got kittle we got i guess there's you know there, there's there's for, there's four there's at least four that I you're pretty so. excited about well let's start with michael mayer all right 21.7 years of age six foot five 249 pounds a bmi of 29.9 uh, he played for three years at Notre Dame. He was a productive player for them over those three years. He missed only one game in college, which is something to keep in mind. He stayed healthy and on the field, and that is a positive in my eyes. Over the last two seasons, which were his best at Notre Dame, he racked up 138 catches, 1,650 yards, and 16 touchdowns with a 12 yards per catch average. He ran a 4.740 which was in the 71st percentile and 11th in this class, so not a speedster, even relatively speaking. Uh, he has a, a weight-adjusted speed score of 102.26. Height-adjusted height speed sorry, score. Sorry, height-adjusted speed score. We went over this last week. Mm-hmm. It's like you didn't. don't even listen to me. Well. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> 
Um, so his dominator rating was in the 95th percentile. He accounted mm-hmm. for 35.8% of Notre Dame's offense. And his breakout age was in the 77th percentile. And I mentioned that 12 yards per catch average put him in the 38th percentile. So not a not a deep threat or a down-the-field kind of guy no. for Notre Dame. His uh, A couple other numbers that I thought were, were his agility score was good uh in the in the green for me uh i don't have a percentile for you Raz score came out pretty meh yeah. especially considering the other athletes and for me so i go i went back to the episode that we did i think maybe last year we talked about like what what matters for different positions and you know athleticism just as for a tight end it matters right mm-hmm. so mayor is not the best athlete mm-hmm. and a couple different ways of measuring that he comes out is mm, okay yeah and uh you know i i we'll get into the film but um it's a 8.01 out of 10 so right so it's it, not terrible but he's of he's the lowest of the good tight ends i mean they're tight ends that we're not even covering but he 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 was not uh, in the top tier. You know, he was uh, not special. All right. Well, on better film, than Payne Durham, but we'll get to that. <laughs> That's yes, we'll get to that. Do you want to start us off on your uh, what you saw in film, Sean? Yeah. So I'm going to say some nice things about him, uh, even though he comes from Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> so does your wife. Yeah, I know. Shame on you. I know. Uh, look, the best thing out of Notre Dame is is my wife, so that's what I'll say about that. Okay. Uh, I'm still mad about. Uh, what is her height adjusted speed score? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? What? That was. It's nothing in that. I, I didn't say weight adjusted. <laughs> um, so he's got really soft hands. Uh, he's big, big, big body. Um, he can catch the ball. Obviously, on frame, outside of his frame, he can catch the ball as well. I like to see that. He is a consistently effective blocker. He's going to be a, a guy who's on the field the entire game. Yeah. So he I is, think he's, he's a good, and a, I understand why people are projecting him in the first round. He's very, very good blocker. Very good blocker and a talented player. And I'm reminded of OJ Howard, mm. right? Like, 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 that doesn't always mean he's going to be a good fantasy football player because he's not a special athlete. He's not fast. I didn't see that he gained separation versus man coverage. Um, despite the size, I didn't see him breaking tackles. Um, so I don't think he's going to be a featured receiver. Yeah. He, he, I said he's Gronk or Kittle without the athleticism, but that is kind of the whole thing, right? <laughs> right. That is, that's the thing. So it's kind of like, you know, you know, uh, to me, that's like saying, you know, uh, asking Mrs. Lincoln how the play was, right? Right. right. It's, it's uh, there's a quote I can't do. Anyway, but aside from that, how was the play? Aside from that, how was the play? Um, so uh, Michael Mayer is a guy that, uh, you know, I, you know, we, I felt this way about uh, last year's consensus uh, uh, tight end, the guy from uh, guy who went to Arizona, um, uh, Trey McBride. Yeah, uh, who I thought was a better receiver than Mayer. Like, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to dissent a little bit here, and he's not the guy that I'm most excited about. Yeah, and Mayer is not the guy that I'm most excited about from a fantasy perspective. So he should, I don't think he should be the tight end, first tight end off the board, for most people. 
if he is just you know like you've got that guy in your league just let that guy take him <laughs> yeah but yeah. he'll be the first t- tight end off the board i think in the nfl probably and yeah i i, I want to talk about that a little bit with you uh but but before i do that i i I thought he is. He's an excellent blocker. He's just like everything else from Notre Dame. He's overrated. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, outside of a couple of nice blocks, I feel like I could have done everything I saw on tape. Ver, well, ver, okay. You're ver, getting, ver, hold on. Tim's getting the eye, the eyebrows are up. <laughs> we are talking about NFL athletes. I, I, I'm saying against in, high school competition. I'm saying in one game, but it okay. was against Ohio State. Okay. And yeah, he's like, everything he did was basically just open for him. Like, I'm like, I could have caught that ball. Like yeah. nobody was as a receiver, him. as a receiver, yeah. you'd exactly. get manhandled in the line. Oh my gosh. I got manhandled in high school. I was too little <laughs> to be playing tight end, but I tried. Um, and then he just like, he fumbled a ball on one play just for no reason. I think he was changing hands with it and it like popped out and then he fell down on another route. And sure that might've been a field issue, but I was just like, Huh. He doesn't look like an elite athlete. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So this is what I wanted to ask you. Why is, I mean, he was very productive in college. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But why is he getting hyped so much in fantasy circles? I don't see Notre it. Notre Dame. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's partly that. And it's it's partly that. And I'm serious about that. It, um, we've seen that kind of, just kind of like, oh, he's got to be, you know. I've just consistently for my entire life, just the players, the, the, every season they're ranked high. And then by the end of the year, they're down and, and you know, it's like, what do the Gophers have to do to be ranked higher than Notre Dame? They have to beat them head to head, but it's, I'm just, I yeah. feel like that's where, where people start in the starting position. And, and he's, and he's not bad. And if he came to the Vikings as a, as a football fan, I'd be like, great. Put him to work. He'll be he'll be effective. But like he's, if he ends up being an elite fantasy football tight end, I'll just be really surprised. I don't I don't think he. I question whether he will end up being in my top three hmm. in this class. Yeah, and it's I, a good. As I said, it's a good tight end class. He yeah. might be the number one in a different class, right? But not this class. Does he remind you at all of the guy from Pittsburgh that I'm blanking on the the rookie? No. From, okay. No. But, uh, uh, Penn State guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... We're both not able to do it. <laughs> people, we are old. <laughs> I'm uh, going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to. Should I move on? Uh, yes, you're introducing and, the next guy. And, right and while I do that, you're going to look up this thing so we don't look totally stupid. And I, like I know he's on Bodie's team. He's got like a longer name. It's just bugging me. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dalton Kincaid. This is a guy you should be paying attention to. All right, mm-hmm. age twenty three point four, not quite as tall. Six three. Pat, uh, Pat Fryer. Firemuth. See, longer name. God dang. Uh, That's s- terrible. I'm embarrassed. <sighs> but this is my life, though. I mean, this is like, I, I don't come across as as intelligent as I am. I'm really smart. Trust <laughs> me. Uh, because I can't, I can't recall names like that. Like as a lawyer. It, it's so maddening because uh, people are just like dropping case names or such and right. such a case. Or like, I know that case, but I don't remember the name of the case. I yeah. can't. I can't do it. So, any rate, um, people who know me, they trust my advice. Right? People who don't are like, this guy. He writes Supreme Court briefs. Um, anyway, uh, two forty six. Uh, so a little light. Um, 
but also a little short, so his BMI is okay. Wingspan 78.4, which is pretty good. Hands are, are, are nice and nice and thick. Uh, thick? Yeah. Is there's that a, ten, is a thickness ten measurement? Well, oh, like a density, like from yeah, the top like to the bottom. This, like this thing. Uh, I guess that's ten, probably 10.3 inches. I'm just presuming people have a similar thickness to their hands, but just, I guess you could just have really meaty paws, right? I would just consider that to be hand, you know, length, maybe. Length. If you're going to go. Thickness, you're going to go this way, right? Yeah. 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 Top, uh, front to back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we don't know a whole lot about him in terms of like actual measurements. And the reason is he didn't do a combine on a pro day because he broke his back. So that is mm. the thing that makes me nervous. He, he broke, I think he cracked a couple vertebrae. He didn't do surgery, uh, but it makes me nervous. You've got a little personal experience with that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah. so it's uh, it just makes me nervous for a guy who's going to be playing in, in – getting tackled by 300 pound dudes sure yep it's something to keep in the back of your head um dominator uh 34.184th percentile yards perception 15.8 uh 86th percentile breakout age is 19.9 81st percentile all green for me his production at utah i should have said that earlier out of utah uh his uh his last year there, I think he came in like a, as a JUCO guy because we just have juniors and seniors, and it, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense with his with his age, obviously. So, uh, finished uh, last two seasons, um, had 16 touchdowns um, and basically 1,400 yards. Uh, I think it was receiving. 1,400 on the dot. On the dot, yeah. yes, because because he had 14 yards receiving as as a redshirt junior. Um, okay. So I have a lot of positive things to say about him. So um, he is super athletic. I think. Did, did you I want me to start? Oh yeah. Just you, just since you set this guy up. Yeah, you, you you do it. All right. I also have a lot of really good things to say about him. I he's a precise. But are you going to steal all the things that I'm going to say? Go well, ahead. or or you can just jump no, in. Uh, he's a precise route runner. Uh, he has some speed we don't know his 40 time but he didn't look slow it looked he looked fast he looked yeah he he's got what it takes this is a guy because there's no data on him like i feel like he might fall a little bit in fantasy drafts yeah and because people are like you know there's people there are people who who basically look at like the combine and draft capital and they don't and, watch and, tape. And maybe, yeah, maybe and they don't listen to us. And yeah. they don't even listen to the lesser podcasts out there. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good blocker. He's a good blocker, too. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, you want in your tight end. His yeah. hands are good. Yeah. He's got good contact balance. Uh, he's got good body control, which we like in receivers. So I saw him running down the field good middle body of the control you just mean that he's naturally athletic or like like when you go up for a, a pass oh, oh that's okay. like yeah, over yeah, your yeah, head yeah, or something yeah, 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 you yeah. don't lose your balance you're, oh yeah no no you're you're talking yes yeah. absolutely like what the kind of stuff we look at for receivers is can he twist and catch can he yeah is no. he getting his toes down in on the sideline yep like yep, he, yep, he's got yep. His, that's actually for for me for receivers it's probably the most important trait, and it's and I, the fact that I have, I have actually increased this as a factor for evaluating receivers, uh, due to Amon Ross St. Brown, who who excels in that area, and I 
I would say I missed on and I missed on him partly because the NFL missed on him, but also because I was considering a lot of things that, and I didn't consider that. And that was one thing he was good at and mm-hmm. I didn't give enough credit for it. So Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Yeah. Has that. He does. He's, he's got very good body control. I saw a lot of sweet catches where he was reaching up over his head at full speed, just kept his speed, kept his balance. Good, good work on the sidelines as well. I'll toss it back to you. Okay. Back to me. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, has nice hands. He, I thought he made really nice adjustments. Um, yeah, that's what you call that. That's body control, right? Yeah, yeah. It was saying the same thing. We just have different ling- lingo. Um, I thought he was actually smart in zone. Like I thought he was able to find uh, spots and in, in zones to settle in that were good. So um, I thought, you know, he breaks a lot of tackles. Like, like yes. I want a tight end that breaks tackles, and because. That is, I think, a, a way. If you're trying to distinguish yeah. tight ends in this class, a lot you're going to see a lot of guys that are athletic. You're going to see a lot of guys that are are fast and have good hands. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid breaks tackles, and I think that that is why he's probably going to be my number one tight end. Yeah. It's close, <laughs> but there's a couple other really good ones. But um, he can just take over a game. Um, I think. Oh my gosh, was it? I think he um, he had a game against USC where I th- literally think he had like nine catches. No, 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 more. Twice as much. Oh, really? Like sixteen. Oh he might have been targeted twenty sometimes. It was. It was. They literally just threw the ball to him every single play, and they had no ability to stop him. Um, I really should have. Uh, as I went through this, I changed my process as I improve it. And I started putting it for, for when I take notes on a games, what the stats were for oh, the game. Yeah. So I want to get the receivers. Like the, if I ever want to flip back and be like, oh, in such and such a game he had, and I, I literally think he had like it just a lot. He had, it was a very large number. Um, so, uh, he can evade tackles in the open field. Um, so he's not just breaking tackles. He's evading them. Um, I think he's bursty. I really, I, I think his athleticism is great. So uh, the only negative I have is that he's not the best blocker in class. Mm-hmm. But he's not a bad, it's not like I'm saying he's a bad blocker. So um, I have a very high rating on him, I would say. is high, last year, was it last year or was it two years ago? Last year. Kyle Pitts, that was last year, wasn't it? Two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. There you go. I knew that was wrong. I was very high on Kyle Pitts. Dalton Kincaid is a better tight end that actually plays tight end. I don't know if he's a better fantasy prospect because Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton Kincaid is a tight end, but I I really like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. So. I, I took if note. He, if, if he gets like first round draft capital, like, uh, I mean, he's gonna he should go high in your in your rookie drafts. Yes, take I, a chance on on him. I took no negative notes. I said I didn't see anything not to like about his game. He is my tight end number one in this yeah. class. Yep. There you go. All right, all right. On to Darnell Washington, twenty one point six years of age, six foot seven, two hundred sixty four pounds. Ooh. I've seen him listed as high as two seventy. I, I I took just. Watching film, I think he played at 280. <laughs> I, I'm serious about that. I he's, think I think he slimmed down for the combine. Could be, but I think he played at 280. He's he's a he's a big man. 
he played, looks like he looks like a unbelievably ta- uh, ta- um, athletic tackle. Yes. Yeah, I agree. He looks kind of like a offensive lineman, which tight ends are kind of hybrids, at least some sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he played for three years for Georgia. Did Matt. you mention his eighty, almost eighty-four inch wingspan? I didn't. Or but... his giant eleven-inch mitts. What? How, how thick are his hands? <laughs> they are meaty. They are meaty. He's got meaty paws. All right. Sorry. Go All ahead. right. That's fine. In three or three years at Georgia, it wasn't super productive. He had a total of forty-five catches over three years. Put up seven hundred seventy-four yards there, and but he, he three was, touchdowns. He was just. He was probably the second best tight end on that team, and that's the thing. They were talking about Georgia, so they got uh, Brock Bowers. I think is like their main guy. Mm. Um, who went over a thousand yards as a sophomore? So, like, take some of the dominator and numbers a little bit because we are—he is sharing the ball with a guy that is one of the top tight ends in college football. So, okay. Um, he ran a four-six-four forty, which is in the eighty-fourth percentile and sixth in this class, and I think that's why. Given the lack of production, that's why people are still really interested in this guy. He's gi- second best height adjusted speed score. Yeah, he's gigantic and is fast, and so of course people are interested in him. NFL teams, among them, he had a nine point eight five relative athletic score. That's out of ten. Out of ten. So, yes, off the like charts. You you can interpret what that means. He's an athletic guy, of course. Uh, he was in the 90th percentile in yards per reception as well. So you've got you, this. You can get downfield. Exactly. You've got this huge guy that gets downfield. Although it's it's not just his yards per reception are not just because he gets downfield. A lot of it's because nobody wants to tackle him. Oh, that. Or can tackle him. Like it is interesting to watch him play. It is. And it's interesting to watch defend, the defenders approach him because like. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, these guys are giving up seventy pounds to him oh, and no, a lot of they're, more. They're, they're filling out a will before they make that tackle. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> All right, uh, what would your film uh, work tell you, Sean, about okay. uh, Darnell Washington? He is the best blocking tight end in college football. Like, I, I don't know that I saw a play where he did not dominate whoever he was supposed to block. That that was for me was uh, just like kind of unsettling because you know. You watch a lot of these guys operate within a uh, a range of outcomes, and then he's just a, an outlier, like two deviations standard away. Deviations. Two standard deviations away. It's just like, oh, he, like, oh, this guy, oh yeah, you know, he 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 wins his blocks most of the time. But when when another tight end, another really good tight end, might win a block, he's pancaking that guy and burying him and then and then and then going and pancaking another guy mm-hmm. like it's that that dominant so he is going to be uh you utilized and loved by by a lot of coaches now how is he going to be used as a receiver that's the question for me he has plenty of speed he can't be tackled normally he can be tackled but he just can't be tackled normally um I think his hands are nice and soft. So I don't fully know how to evaluate him because I think he's unlike uh, any other tight end I've seen play. Um, He's not 
twitchy. I don't think he does anything with the ball in his hand other than run people over, run people over. Right. So I think he's going to play instantly, uh, but it might take a little while to get catches. I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, the, he's a bit of an enigma, enigma for me as well. He, you can't just pinhole him as, as a giant guy that is going to catch things near the line of scrimmage and be tackled immediately because he has the speed to get down. Do you mean pigeonhole? <laughs> a pinhole is smaller than a pigeonhole. So when I, when I said that, like my brain went, mm, not, sure, not sure that's right. And then I was watching. Like when it. I said Kyle Pitts getting drafted last year, I'm like, Wait a second. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I was watching your face do the same thing. As, but I kept talking. I was going to roll with it. <laughs> and my brain was like, no, he's trying to say something. It is an expression. If I spend enough time thinking about it, I can remember what that is. Well, thank you. Pigeonhole. Thank you. I, you can't pigeonhole him mm. as uh, as just <laughs> because he has the athleticism He's yeah. and the speed. So. I like the fact that he gets downfield, um, and at that size and and the relative athleticism, he could be really good for yeah, fantasy. Even he could be, um, but we just haven't seen a guy like this before. I don't like think Gigantor Mo Ali Cox, kinda, but like, I think he is bigger, faster, everything better. So. And that was the name that I wrote down too for a comp, which kind of makes sense. But there, I think it was Uzoma uh, is a similar size. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna but, look that up. That can't be right. <laughs> that can't be right. Um, my only concern about him, and and I'll have I'll I'll be taking him. My only concern is that a coach will will fall in love with his blocking, um, and that he'll be too effective there. So they won't make an effort to get him the ball. Also, I because he's not twitchy, I wonder if he is going to be able to get open against NFL linebackers because some of those are not that far different from him in size and they're probably twitchier. So that's that's the only thing but if he gets the ball in space and he he gets that that body up to speed like it's going to be it's just going to be fun to watch, man. Like yeah. people, people are going to, what is, what is, uh, what does Deanne say? Yeah. Uh, you you got to make a, like a, uh, uh, what is the phrase? It's like a paycheck decision or something like that. Oh, he, right. I'm just blanking on what his phrase is. Yeah. Like, like you got to decide I'm if it's it. worth putting your body in front of this guy. Right. Yeah. And, and there's going to be a lot of guys who are going to make those decisions. Uzoma, by the way, is a, a similar weight, 263 pounds, uh, and, but a couple inches shorter. So he's, he's in the ballpark actually. So, um, yeah. So With I Washington. think that, that, what's that? With Washington. Yeah. Like size wise. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, it just doesn't seem Washington just seems just don't you say he just seems bigger? Does he seem bigger because he, he seems he's kind of lumbering? But yep, yeah, he does look a little lumbering, which is funny because he's actually really fast for a tight end. All right, should we should we move on? I guess we we kind of like him. Maybe maybe we're waiting to see where he lands and and how much capital he gets. I don't know. I mean, he's he's gonna be. I think I'm I'm willing to roll the dice. I'm like to me, he's 
probably tight end too for me. Um, there's a couple other guys that I like, but I would have to be really persuaded just because I, I like the boomer bust nature of him. I, you know, I feel like, I feel like he's a unique enough prospect that, that, um, if he pays off, he could pay off handsomely. So. All right. All right. Zach Kuntz. Kuntz. <laughs> Careful. Um, I think it is Kuntz. I think it is Kuntz. I can't imagine it's anything else. Well, you know, you know the thing is, it, in the original German, you don't know what it was because that doesn't, right? It could be, it literally could be the thing that we're not going to say. But, okay. Uh, but, but I think in America, we can call him Kuntz. Very and feel very confident with that. Age twenty three point seven. He's tall, six point sorry six seven, almost six seven and a half. Two hundred fifty five pounds. BMI is not great. Twenty eight point four. Nice ten point three inch hands. Um, he started out at Penn State and uh, really wasn't playing at Penn State and went to Old Dominion. Um, and, uh, you know, did okay. Uh, I think he had maybe some injury issues. Um, last, had, last year. Yeah. He got what's 20, 2021 looked like a full season and he is, yeah, he is the, in high school was the Pennsylvania state high school hurdle champion. Oh, interesting. Hurdle champion at six foot eight. Yeah. Or six, I mean, seven. is he just walking? I mean, he doesn't have to jump. He just <laughs> Is he is he going over the hurdles with his normal stride? Actually, I watched. He was hurdling. Huh. Dude is an athlete. He his RAS score ten point oh. You cannot get more athletic than this guy. Hmm. Uh, height adjusted speed score one twenty six oh two. Top in class. His forty was four point five five. His burst score. I think that's top in class. Uh, agility score. Uh, really, if not top, close to top. There's a lot of green on this page. It, this uh, is so like much green. green. Yeah, bright green, right. Uh, Dominator, uh, 23.8, which is 74th percentile. Yards perception, however, 10.7. Meh. Mm -hmm. uh, and his breakout was late, and he he essentially was at Penn State, and Firemuth was there, and he wasn't playing. I mean, that's really just what what, what it came down to. Um. But metrics, metrics guys, metrics people should love this guy, right? Well, I mean, if you're looking at, if you're looking at like his physical size, like those metrics, yeah, like his production metrics are, are not, not crazy. His but, best season was 692 yards mm -hmm. and five touchdowns. That's you know that's okay on 73 receptions. It's just not uh, in you know Conference USA. Like it's not the the guys who look at production are are going to pass on this guy i think um he has uh he's got a crazy target area so he's got he's big he has huge long arms and he's got a 40 inch vertical so i think i think he's the most athletic tight end prospect ever he's bursty he's got soft hands do you want do you want me to go just oh. since you introduced him I mean, I'm already almost done. Okay. I'm just going to finish. Right, go ahead. A special athlete. Those are his positives. Now, Tim, what are your positives? 
Well, uh, before I got your rundown on the scores, I my first note is looks athletic. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see it on tape. He's fast off the line. I think you mentioned his soft hands. He really does have good hands. He catches in stride effortlessly, like whether the ball's over his head or away from his frame, it just doesn't seem to phase him at all. It, it just he makes the catch easily. He makes contested catches as well. He can shrug tacklers, which is nice. Uh, you were mentioning that with a guy earlier. You like a guy that can break some tackles. Mm-hmm. And he's got an attitude. Like uh, the bigger somebody hits him, like I, he got hit out of bounds <laughs> on one play, just yeah. kind of annihilated like, like, out of like, bounds. Oh, he got blo- blown up? He got like, blown up. After he stepped out? No, he. Uh, I think the guy, it was a clean hit, but okay. like he hit him pretty hard on the sideline. And he, he got up as fast as you could imagine and ran to the center of the field and signaled the first down. So he's just got like a little like attitude to him, which yeah. I kind of like. Yeah. It's just like, you can hit me hard. That's fine. But I got the first down. Exactly. Yeah. No, and, I like and, that. And you didn't hurt. And you didn't hurt. Didn't me. hurt. You didn't it, hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Those are my positives. All right. So here are my negatives. Ready? Yeah. I don't see that he has any blocking skills. He's a, he's a receiver. <laughs> he's, he's a receiver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually didn't think that he seemed to separate like yeah, I, I despite all these like he's gonna be a lot of contested catches and he's gonna win a lot of contested catches, mm-hmm. but I I don't know if it's if it's if it's if he's not I I wrote that he was bursty, but I but yeah he's unproven he doesn't have a lot of volume to look at you know right um he's thin for his height um I don't know do you have any other negatives well the negatives for me revolve around where he played. You know, he played for Old Dominion, which is an FCS yeah. school. So it's hard to know how this will translate against better competition. And honestly, I don't know about you, but I had trouble finding film on him. So I was watching highlight reels mm. and you never, I was watching them. So I, you just never know. Like I was seeing that's, the best of his best. Right. So. And I think that's, I think that is true. Uh, and you know, we, we are limited. There's not, there's not a, maybe a ton of film on old dominion and we are we we subscribe to some stuff and and uh uh, but you can't you can't get it all right and so that's that is always the tricky part about these smaller school guys um but but he's athletic enough and has enough receiving skills that you can see in highlights that i'd for sure take a flyer on him yeah uh he's a mystery box yep and uh, I'm okay with the mystery boxes, like it is, like because you can gamble a, a tight end, especially you can. His athleticism is real apparent; you can see it. And um, but so I'll gamble on him, but it'll be after the high level athletes, because there's a lot of high level athletes in this class that I've seen against top level level competition, right? right. So he's gonna be the first mystery box that I open, but I'd rather be able to see inside the box a little bit. So right. that's kind of where I'm at with them. But I, I might take them. I'm, I might take them ahead of mayor. I am yeah. serious. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, I, I feel like I know what that is and I'm comfortable with that, but I don't, I don't, this could be something special. Right. So, all right. All right. Luke Musgrave, 22 and a half years old, six foot six, 253 pounds, 29.3 BMI. 
uh, and 10.4 inch hands. Mm. I guess those are that's pretty good those mitts the, there too. The green, it, it's a, it's green in the dock. <laughs> right. Uh, played for Oregon State for four years, only 47 receptions, 600 yards, and two touchdowns in 22 games over those four years at Oregon mm. State. Um, he had obviously some injury issues uh, last year. He had a knee. I mean, technically, inch. it was 633 yards. You're, yes. I feel like you're discounting. Well, I'm just trying to make it easy to consume, but you're All right. right. Fine. Um, he had a knee injury last year that kept him out most of the season, only played in two games. His yards per catch increased every year. He's had a nine-yard average his freshman season, and uh, that went up to a 15.4 yards per catch average last year, which was his junior year because he had a redshirt sophomore season. So uh, quite a change. Like a nine-yard per average up to 15 is is a significant thing. He was mm-hmm. getting down the field more. He ran a 4.6140, which is 88th percentile and fourth in this class. Um he had a height-adjusted speed score of 115.3, which is really good. A good burst score at 124. And uh, the only thing that really stands out... Raz, Raz score, I didn't put this in green because that's oh. my fault. 9.95. So you can you can get even closer to 10 than uh, we got out of Washington. But uh, yeah, 9.95. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. His dominator rating was pretty low, 7.5% of the offense through him. That's the 14th percentile. Um, and his uh, his yards per catch overall uh, was 14.6, which puts him in the 75th percentile. Yeah. Oh, and I should say, he's projected to go... Could Probably the, day two, maybe day three. Yeah, he's kind of between rounds two and four. As he's ex- expected to go in that range. Okay, so I like Luke Musgrave um, as a uh, – so I see, here's what I see. Uh, pure hands catcher, uh, nice body control. Um, I think he, he, he is smart. He makes uh, adjustments to routes. At least I can think of one play where he, the route was basically – he was doing some kind of like um, – slant or post and uh basically because the linebacker was kind of getting depth he kind of changed his route mm. to have it be a little bit of a, a steeper angle and was able therefore to give his quarterback a window to throw over that tight end so I, um that the, that was a play that kind of over the db yeah the, over the, the linebackers t- over the linebacker he's oh. doing a post and yeah. the linebacker was dropping i think you said to, to th- throw it over the tight end and did i say that yeah I just. <laughs> All right. You corrected me incorrectly. Anyway, um, so uh, he's light on his feet. So um, Hold on. I'm just going to write reckoning on the top of this doc. <laughs> okay, okay, it's fine. <laughs> uh, he's light on his feet. So I see he's agile and just kind of just looked like he didn't look like a heavy guy. He looked like a, a guy who who um, is going to play um, a lot more like a wide receiver, honestly. His speed is a mismatch. <clears throat> um, he gets up field right after when he catches the ball. He he is turning quickly upfield, um, and I think he, he's twitchy. Um, what about you for positives? You you agree with those, or you disagree, or you got anything else? Well, I agree with the hands. I think he has really good hands. I think I don't think you mentioned his blocking, but I thought he was 
an effective blocker, so got the job done. Um, I like that the team would go to him in big moments. So mm-hmm. if you know if they needed a catch to, you know, tie or win a game or something like that, um, he was oftentimes the target. Uh, I was a little. You're talking about the Fresno State game. Uh, I that, think so. Yeah. That was one game for sure where they are. Uh, they I think they were coming from behind. They, there was a pretty exciting game. Yeah, and they and they went to him. At the end of the game, he makes a 30-yard catch, and it, it might have been fourth down. I'm not sure, in a deep corner out, and there's there was a money play. Yep. And then they went to him in the end zone at the end of the game, and he did not come down with the ball. He didn't, but he it, was a, it. it was it was I I watched. Kinda. It he, was it was hard to tell. It was exactly. I think it was defended, but okay. Um, the, he allowed I, it to be defended. Maybe pass was contested, is what I wrote. Well, and. It, Actually, this, this might be it's a all his fault. This might be a perfect segue into what I'm about to say because okay. you talked about him adjusting a route, mm-hmm. and I actually was was wondering about that with him because I felt like he would settle into zones like right next to the guy. It was almost like he didn't recognize that the def- defense was playing zone, and it actually happened on the play we were just talking about where. He went into yeah, the end zone. It was not a good play. And there was like a defender right there who knocked the ball away. Right. Um, so I wasn't sure he actually had good chops when it came to like settling into a, his it zone. It might be and, a man versus zone thing, or it might just be, you know, like he, it might be a spatial awareness of kind of what's going on behind him kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Because the play I'm talking about, that linebacker was dropping basically right in his field of vision. So mm-hmm. he's looking at him and he's adjusting his route. Whereas I, the play that you're talking about, like basically he's got to find a spot, yeah, and uh, be aware of what's going on laterally, yeah, and that might be a, a different skill that he that he didn't, or he just made a bad play. And I saw that multiple times, so I that's definitely a question mark for me with okay, him. yeah. And I thought sometimes he just looked a little clumsy. Or kind of lost at times, like so. I didn't. So that's because I. He definitely looked like I was clumsy, light on his feet. To what, me, I guess what I mean by clumsy is like he would like go out and maybe the play didn't really involve him, or he needed <clears throat> needed to find somebody to block or something, and he just seemed to be like, I'm not sure where what to do or where to go. Like, I don't know. I think you. I. I he looks like a game breaker other times. Yeah, for sure. I thought sometimes it's with, with tight ends, it's like you're supposed to go to an area and just hit whoever is in that yeah, area. Yeah, and maybe just head on a swivel trying to find somebody. I think I I felt like I saw that. I did probably disagree with you about um, blocking. I just I thought he was it was okay. Like uh, you, you you called it effective. I thought it was inconsistent. I didn't think that he sustained many blocks. So he would get, he, he would be able to get a hat on somebody for like a second and then it wouldn't last. And then I also thought that he was easily shed by stronger players. So he could get manhandled by, I would, because of his athleticism, I'd be comfortable with him blocking. A, a defensive back on the edge, um, but I, I, stronger guys in the middle of the field, I didn't think that that was something he was going to be able to do. Um, so I, I guess that's, and I didn't think his pass protection was very good. So, so I, I, I think that. Well, I think we we chatted a little bit before we started this episode, yeah. and I I had a similar conclusion for a guy we're going to talk about later. Where yeah. good position, 
but um, wouldn't sustain a block. Um, so like maybe that's what I was seeing with Luke Musgrave. Like I thought he he maybe got the right position on somebody, but but like and and as long as you only needed a block for a second, I don't really remember to be honest with you because yeah. I took these notes a little while ago. But I thought when I say an effective blocker, like. Yeah, I I thought he was getting the job done. Yeah, the job done. But yeah. I'll uh, maybe go take another look. In terms of other negatives, I maybe I didn't think he was a post up player. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's that a spatial awareness thing, um, and it's a size thing. He's just he's not going to be posting guys up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see him as a tackle breaker. Like I felt like when he when he got hit, he went down. I yeah, what, yeah. I I saw nothing that would contradict that. So yeah, I think I mean I think he has some good tight end skills overall, but I, he just seemed like a guy that might need to be coached up a little bit. Sure, and and for me like he I put him in like the heavy wide receiver category. Um, so um, those guys can be a little flashy, but he's not special like how Pitts was. So then I'm then now I go into the well, can he be Dulcich or Evan Ingram? Well. You want to be Evan Ingram this past year. You don't really want to be Evan Ingram for all the years after his rookie year. Right. So I think, and and we don't know ultimately what Dulcich is going to be. Uh, nice prospect, but like, is that going to be a sustainable tight end production? And Musgrave for me is a clear question mark. Like he's not going to be one of the top guys that I'm going to draft. Like I'll I'll take Mayer ahead of him. All right. Uh Sam LaPorta 22.2 years of age, 6 foot 3, I think. Yeah. My, my eyes are No, see you're, you're right. No, 63. My computer screen is I got just got glasses and it's they they fix for distance so I can watch hockey. But they don't fix at this distance, and and so it's like I can take my glasses off or put them on. I still can't read this. So, and well, and it is in red. It's hard. It's in to red. See. It's hard to see because it's in red. Because it's because it's he's not tall, and he's only two hundred forty five pounds, so he's not heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but a BMI of thirty point four. Yeah, that's fine. His hands are twenty or ten. 10-inch hands, that's good. Ten point three inch hands. Played for Iowa for four years. Um, I was fairly productive uh, the last two years, basically fifty mid fifties in terms of receptions and mid six hundreds in terms of yards. Um, in four years, he had five touchdowns at Iowa. That is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, his forty time was four point five nine, which was in the ninetieth percentile, third in class. Um, uh, other notable things, uh, he he did a good three cone. 6.91, uh, his height adjusted speed score is of 107.91, is bright green for me. His burst score uh, is also 76 percentile. That's rock solid. Relative athletic score, it's not anywhere near one of the top guys, but it's still 9.27. It is still really high and really kind of really just makes you think about Mayer that much more. Mm. Um, so he, he's a good athlete. And his college dominator is 79th, 79th percentile, 12 yards per reception, 36th percentile, uh, breakout 
20.6, 64th percentile, kind of middling mm-hmm. in, in, in these numbers. I, I, I hear he's going to get taken in day two. Um, I, I don't know that. I think I am probably a little less excited about him than others. Um, he's got, he, here's what I like about him. Or do you want to go first? You go sure. first. Yeah. Uh, he gets off the line well, both uh, in line and when he's lined up outside. When he's outside, he looks like a wide receiver shaking a DB at the line mm-hmm. to me. And uh, so I, I like that. His contact balance is good. He's not an easy guy to bring down. He looks like a big wide receiver. Um, and he's physical with defenders in route. So he'll, he'll do a little hand fighting and p- push guys off. Uh, so those are the things I liked about his game. I liked his attitude. He's feisty. <laughs> End of list. Okay. <laughs> um, I had a couple of neutral things. He he sometimes made contested catches, so it wasn't a consistent thing, but did see that a little bit. I thought he, he has the ability. Yes, he has the ability. He runs good routes, but he doesn't always gain separation. So that's in my neutral category too, because it's just kind of an inconsistent thing. Isn't the purpose of running the good route to gain separation? So maybe this should be in the negative category. Well, if he ultimately doesn't gain, because I, I, I'll just I, I saw that he didn't gain separation, and mm-hmm. to, for me, like your route could look pretty. If it's not working, it's not working. I think the another reason to run, or another reason it's important to run good routes is you know tight ends probably don't all that often gain a ton of separation. And so sometimes it's important just to be at the spot the quarterback expects you to be at when he expects you to be there. Right. Um, So I I think it still is important, even if you're not shaking a a coverage guy. Um, For negatives for me, uh, he's... I'll need need a little more time for this. Sure. That's that's why I'll start. Um, (laughs) He's not a great blocker. He's a receiver. Um, And he... I, I'm not sure he's good along the side, like sideline awareness. Like okay. if he's running down the sideline, I saw him a few times just not leave any space to maneuver towards the sideline. So mm-hmm. all the DB has to do is get position on him yeah. and basically force him out. Um, so that was a negative and, I, and I, think I noticed. I, if I remember rightly, the rules are different in college in terms of whether like once you're out, you're out. And if I, I'm, just don't remember this right now because you know whatever. But I, I think in the NFL, that's why they toss their hat if you right. step out of bounds. Like, but I think in college you can be pushed out and you can come back in. I okay. don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but that's just my recollection. Uh, so maybe he doesn't need to do that now, and he will adjust in the future. That's sure. the theory. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Um, you have any final thoughts, or would you want me to get into my list of negatives? Um, I. I like Laporta. I'll just, I, he gets off the line well, has good speed. He's got some natural route running skills, as I mentioned. If you look at his RAS, his RAS and agility scores, he's one of those athletic tight ends, uh, metric wise, that everybody's looking for. And I, I thought he looked good on tape as well. So I don't, I don't think we're looking at an elite tight end going forward, but I think he's going to be a really good tight end with some coaching and I'm interested in him. Okay. All right. You and I are going to disagree on this yep. a little bit. So here's, here's what I have to say. Uh, negatives, his hands are not elite. I disagree on the contact balance. I didn't think he was a tackle breaker for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and sometimes that's a different thing contact balance versus breaking tackles it, it sometimes how, what you what thing you pinhole it into um <laughs> is is uh is this gonna depend. become a thing now i, I mean <laughs> i can't promise it won't um uh i i thought his stats were padded and they weren't amazing but his stats were padded by an offense that featured him i felt like there wasn't a whole lot going on there in iowa and they were they featured him and so he uh, had his stats, but I thought he was a poor blocker. I didn't see. I thought there was no separation. I think you were. I think you're being more kind than I am uh, on that. For me, it, every catch was a contested catch, and he did okay with some of them. But yeah, and I don't. I don't know that I said any. Well, I guess I said you he said, gained separation. You, you, sometimes. Yeah, you you could say you're saying he never does. I I'm saying, uh, you thought that he was the best player ever. <laughs> it's in the reckoning. <laughs> Um, so my conclusion, so he's an Iowa tight end. So people are going to make comparisons to other, he's not other Iowa tight ends. He's not Kittle. He's not Hawkinson. He's not Fant. He's not Dallas Clark. He's Sam Laporta and don't draft him. <laughs> wow. Don't even draft him. Uh, he's off your board. No, he's, I mean, there, there's nobody that's off my board. My board goes every player, but in a, in a, let's say in a three round rookie 0% draft. Chance. Really? Okay. That's not the case for me. Yeah. Three-round rookie draft. I, I, we got more guys that I'm interested in coming up still. Okay. Let's talk about one of them. Because we, our last guys, we, we're, we're just, I think we're going to give a little shorter time to. Okay. For some reason, the t- these two guys are both purple. So I guess, I guess I'm doing them both, which is fine. <laughs> okay. Um, Will Mallory, age 23.7. Uh, height six foot four and a half. I just realized, like, it's very clear to us when you say these guys are both purple. Oh, <laughs> but like, I'm like, no, we color code things. Yeah, just and, so- I, ch- and I chose the color purple because I love the color purple. Yeah, right. uh, it bothers me that the steel logo is not purple. Mm. We should switch to purple, purple and silver. Those are my colors, man. And because I know everybody's wondering, my my color's orange. So yeah, t- yeah, it's true. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about uh, Will Mallory? <laughs> Will Mallory. Just kidding. Uh, only 239 pounds. So, I mean, he's like really not any different than some wide receivers, honestly. A BMI of 28.7. Uh, tiny little nine-inch hands mm-hmm. for a tight end. 9.4-inch hands. Played one, two, three, four, five years at Miami, uh, out of Florida, not Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um he uh uh he he I was gonna say because he had he didn't get redshirted. He had two junior years because of the of COVID. He just stuck around an extra year. Mm-hmm. Um best season was his last with forty two receptions for five hundred and thirty eight yards and three touchdowns. Um total fourteen touchdowns, pretty consistently an okay tight end. Uh his forty time four point five four um First in class, I think. Um, yeah, it was. And uh, so at, at the combine, at the combine, height adjusted speed score of one twelve point seven three. That's really good. His RAS nine point one nine, which is again also quite a bit. A lot of athletic tight ends. Yep, and it would not should not surprise anybody. 
Um, his dominator was uh, 15. I think it's not great. Yards no, per reception, 11.6. Eh. Um, I don't know if he ever officially broke out. Uh, so here's the deal. As a receiver, it, let's go. Let's let's transition to you. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought his blocking was usually good. I, I did see one Ole block, but uh, usually pretty good. Uh, he, I saw him beat a defensive back on a fly route, which impressed me, uh, speed wise. Just kind of there was yeah. there was not really a move on the play. He just ran past him, which I was right. kind of surprised. Well, he's fast, yeah. Um, I thought he was a good hand fighter when the when he was running routes and the ball was in the air, and I like everybody the, was kung fu fighting. That's right, and I think uh, cats are quick as lightning. I think he was. Uh, <laughs> I can keep going, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, right. And I like that he's a Fast downfield target. Like his yards per reception, you kind of gave it an ah, eh, but eleven point six isn't isn't bad. And and I would see him get downfield for for plays. So those are my positives on on he, Mallory. I, I I liked his film. Um, I thought he uh, uh, had um, sharp breaks in and out of his cuts. So I, he just looked like a wide receiver. I thought out there. Uh, I thought his hands were basically pretty good. Um, I thought the quarterback play that he got was not good. So I thought, okay, that's one way of explaining the bad numbers um, in terms of productivity. Um. And I felt like he um, was a consistently good blocker, um, both uh, as a pass blocker and as a run blocker. But he could whiff bad. Like I, I, uh, I, I peeked at your notes, I, and I know that you and I both made the couldn't can Olay right. Mm-hmm. And I know that your note was from the Pittsburgh game, and my note was from the UNC game. Oh, we saw different Olays. Oh yeah, then. multiple Olays, and like, but like the Olays for me is like they're bad. Like if you completely whiff, like someone's going to get murdered, right? And yeah. it's probably your quarterback. And I think coaches are not going to like that aspect of it. So, um, and I want to give you credit because I put in the document the wrong yards per 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 carry because if you actually look at at the stats it's 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 um which are also in there it's better so i missed on that and you knew i knew you knew innately that he was a good downfield receiver uh and i was trying to mislead you so it was a trick on my part and i got a pat that pass you passed nice you passed yeah uh no sorry about that that was uh, his actual yards per reception uh, like player profile are fourteen point nine. It's it's I don't know what their formula is because it's his, it's not his average over the course of his entire time is like thirteen point four, and so like I don't know exactly what they're looking at, but okay. but but uh, he's but he's like a, that's decent. It's, it's decent. Yeah. It's probably referring to his junior year stats where he had fifteen yards. That's probably what where they're pulling it from. Okay. But but it's better. Then the his low was maybe eleven point six. Yeah, I think the I think player profiler takes your best season on some of these stats, so that right. might that might I be. I think it. that's what it is. Whereas for some reason, I think I just looked at his other junior year season, or more likely, player profiler just changed it. They 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 pulled up his June. Someone screwed up. Is my <laughs> guess is what okay. happened because we originally had eleven point six, and then we had fourteen point nine, oh. and those are his two junior se- league seasons. So player prof- profiler. 
Shame on you for messing <laughs> with our podcast because we rely on you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, that's. I thought it's, the only negative I had, I thought his speed was okay. Like it, it, he's first in class, but it didn't look like that on film to me. Yeah. Um, so I like him. I like him as a late flyer. I think I'm just worried about. I I worry about the Olays and it might get him unemployed. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he's not an true. amazing receiver. Like he's a good receiver, but if you if if you're going to be a good receiver, you also have to to be consistent in your blocking and to to play. And I think that that's my problem with it. That's that's true. Uh, a, a couple of negatives I don't think you mentioned. I, he uh, I don't think you mentioned his separation, but I just didn't see any separation out of this guy, even though he's fast. Um, so it might be a route running issue. And then his change of direction or elusiveness um, was a negative for me. He just he seemed like kind of a lumbering guy, to be yeah. honest with you, and very little yards after the catch. So he, he didn't look like the same level of athlete as some of these other guys. Like, right, like a fine athlete. I mean, I'm interested in him, but he he's definitely in the Sam Laporta range. Okay, yeah, I I think he'll probably be an NFL tight end, but. Um, I don't know how fantasy relevant. And you like Laporta more than him. I like Laporta more than him. And yeah. for me, it's like, it's a coin flip. Okay. All right. Uh, let's just really quickly touch on Payne Durham. Only because we've talked about it in the Senior Bowl. Right? Yeah, I think, and and I actually tweeted about him after the Senior Bowl. I saw that. And I had to, I had to send had to out retract a retraction. Your tweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can just delete tweets too. Well, but, yeah. that's fine. It's no, we, he looked good in the Senior Bowl, and he did. He did. And I, and I've I've thought about this, and I've tried to figure out why, and I have some theories, but. Sure. So I, I think I'm going to skip the, the stats on him, if you don't mind, just because I think he's a guy we ended up not really liking and not recommending unless did you want to did you want to put some out there? Um, I mean, I can. Well, do his it. stats, all, all of it is pretty middling. That's what you need to know. Like, there's nothing that jumps out. And, I mean, oh, some of it's downright bad. Like a few things are bad. Yeah. yeah but but twenty uh, sixth uh, percentile, 40, 23rd percentile breakout. Yeah, but. It, if it's if it starts with a two, it's 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 bad. It's it's, <laughs> it's you know it's red, but it's not the reddest. It's not like uh, McBride's like receiving. Right? It's more pink. Yeah, it's pink. Okay, but it's a lot of pink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, it's just I, what I came I came to the conclusion that he he's not special enough as a receiver to overcome the fact that he doesn't run black well. He's just not going to be on the field because he doesn't he doesn't do either aspect of the position well enough to be on the field. <laughs> like why? Yeah, yeah. So he's slow. I mean, like he's slow. Uh, his run blocking is just not good. I don't know why I have that in a positive area, but it's not. <laughs> it's not just good. Just it's not great. good. It's not just good. yeah. I, it's I, great. Yeah, but his strength seems fine. Like he seems strong enough. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, when he catches the ball, uh, he's strong. I think he, he drags tacklers. He's big. He can catch while covered, which is good because he's always going to be covered. And he's got good body control. That is the, the, the lone thing. The lone yeah. so, positive. And, and we saw that in the senior bowl. Like, and, yes. and what I really think of him is, um, so uh, I thought, his technique is bad as a blocker. Like he's got bad hand placement. Um, and I didn't, I also didn't see him separate, um, unless like, you know, 
whip route, something like that, or where if you can pull it off, you know, you, you can oftentimes get a, a lot of separation. So for me, I chalked up his senior role performance to being like that guy. People do do this still to this day where you like look at box scores and you're always trying to get the guy to throw in your roster. And he's that guy who pops in your box score because he had five catches for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm picking that guy up. And then you pick that guy up and 99% of the time he never does that again. Yeah. And that other 1%, he's George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Right? Because <laughs> I did that with Kittle. And uh, I, I and ultimately I was like, ah, he's, he's not... Not not doing anything, and then the next year he actually I cut him, and the next year he blew up. So Payne Durham is the next George Kittle. No, I'm saying 99% he's not the next George Kittle, and he's a lot slower than George Kittle. Like it just it would be one thing if like we watch this tape to be able to to make that distinction. Do you see something that could become that? No, he's just going to be the guy that he happens they they pull a couple plays on the goal line and he gets two touchdowns and 45 yards or whatever it is. And it, you're like, Oh, okay. Because he can make these contested catches. And I could see him being like the second tight end on a team and getting a couple balls. Right. Maybe. But I mean, but he'll, you're saying he can't block. So why is he on well, the no, at all? Yeah, well, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I think he might go undrafted to be honest. And then I don't know if somebody I think, picks him up or not. Yeah. I think that's I, I I I don't disagree with you. Don't get him. Don't he's he is below Sam Laporta for me, for sure. Okay. All right, last guy. I think this is our last guy. Luke Schoonmaker. S- uh, scone. Is he a scone maker? Who I makes a scone? You make a scone make though. A scone. He, he could be. A scone I think maker. it's Luke Schoonmaker. Is it? All right, good. Yeah. So maybe he makes scones. Anyway, age twenty four point four. He's older. Uh, Height, he's six foot five, 251 pounds, BMI 29.6, wingspan the 79. Hand size, he smells like cabbage, nine inch hands. <laughs> um, I don't know in the movie that I think it's specifically the hands smell like cabbage, not necessarily the, the whole person. Oh, so I've always thought it was small hands. Smells, smells like, like cabbage. cabbage. Well, the maybe person you're smells right. like cabbage. I interpreted it differently, but I might have had it wrong small cabbage smelling why would your hands smell like cabbage unless you're making i don't know i don't want to know now there's probably a good joke there that i haven't gotten and it's like dirty oh that could be who knows okay anyway michigan four years at michigan uh uh did not much until last year when he had Decent production. He had 35 catches for 418 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and uh, he ran a 4.6340, which was good enough to get him a 111 height-adjusted speed score, which is a good number. Uh, burst score is good as well, uh, 124. Agility score, 11.07. That's also good. His RAS is 9.76. That is very good. Um, his uh, didn't break out. His dominator is 15.2, which is not good. Yards perception I have down is 11.9. Hopefully that's correct. Um, <laughs> I have seen him projected in the third or fourth round. Tim? What do you think of the scone maker? Well, he uh, he was kind of can, a late. Can we ad. call him the baker? Let's can that be his nickname. Sure, why not? Luke the baker, the scone baker. maker. Um, 
he was kind of a late add to our doc. So I will I will admit I didn't watch a ton of film on him. I did see a guy that made some big plays. Uh, he he got down. I don't know if it, the catch was downfield, but he made some nice plays that, with big gainers. Um, he does look athletic to me. You could see some of those numbers that you went through on tape. Um, my big concern for him is I, and I think we might disagree on this, but I saw him as a pretty meh blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say that, he's he's got the innate skill to find the guy he's supposed to block. So he actually was pulling a fair amount or mm-hmm. moving around to find the guy he was supposed to block. And he would get good position on that guy. Um, he just wouldn't sustain the block very long. And there was never really any movement that I saw. You know, he'd kind of get in the guy's way. Okay. How much you care? How many points do you get for fantasy football for blocking? Well, zero. But right. f- but for a tight end, it's no a big question. part no of the No further job. questions. No further questions. <laughs> Your Honor. No further questions. All right. No, in all seriousness. Uh, so, uh, what do you have? Do you have anything to, more to say about? Because I'm I'm going to disagree with you on the blocker thing. That's fine, but. It, just in terms of as a receiver, did you like what you saw? I did like what I saw. Um, you know, he, as you established earlier, he's had like 50 receptions basically his last couple of years total. Yeah. Um, so he, I don't think he was used much. Like I, I mostly saw him blocking, um, <laughs> but he did. Yeah. He had some nice catches. I, I feel confident that he's a good, or at least a decent receiver. Yeah. So I, I have a, I made a, uh, I will also acknowledge because he was a late ad that I watched less film of him than anybody other than the, the guy from old dominion where it's hard to find film. So, um, in a couple games, uh, I normally like to watch six, seven games. I really only watched two games here plus a little bit more maybe. So here's, but I think it was enough. I, I got a sense of the guy, right? So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I usually can get a lot of a profile done in two games, and then the rest of it is just kind of filling in the details, mm-hmm. right? Uh, his speed is really good. I think his speed is good. You can see that he gets off the line well. Um, he has uh, no problem catching outside of his frame. It's another thing I look for. Uh, I can specifically think of a couple one catch that was high, one catch that was behind him. Um, he uh, breaks tackles. Um, I think he gets into and out of his breaks well. Um, I thought that he was a technically sound blocker. Um, And by that, and we talked a little bit of this, and I even showed you a little video. I think basically he gets position, and um, and I think he's pretty strong. And so he's not going to destroy a lot of guys, but I think that he can he gets position and ends up being effective as a blocker. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I actually think we're closer to agreeing on that than you might think. Cause I, I do think he finds his guy and gets good position. I yeah. agree. I guess I didn't see the strength part of it that you mentioned. Yeah. And, and it's and or the it's, sustaining the block. Yeah. And, and, and it, it would depend on, on the play. But one thing I, I thought was interesting is not a lot of guys were able to kind of, jump and go around him like he he was athletic enough that he could um he would adjust well so if he if if he's trying to block a guy that was maybe a little quick and athletic like they were still not getting around him right and sometimes the bigger guys might struggle with the quick small guy and he just no because he's athletic he was able to handle that so i i liked him as a blocker i think he's going to be on the field 
but I liked him more as a receiver and there wasn't, it's, it, there's not a lot of production to back it, but, um, I thought uh, he looked fluid. Like he would catch the ball full speed and it, it, he wasn't slowing down. So, so I thought that was good. Basically, I don't have any negatives for him. I have, I'm not saying he's the best. He's nowhere near my top tier, mm-hmm. but he is clearly above the Laporta tier for me. Um, There's nothing he does poorly in your eyes. No, and I think he does a lot of things well. So I, to me, he reminds me of Zach Ertz. And that is high praise. But Zach Ertz is a guy that, that uh, I think was better than a lot of people thought he would be, and he sustained it. Like There's so many people predicting the downfall of Zach Ertz all the time, and that he'd still get volume. And he'd switch teams, and then he would still be pretty good. So I think Skullmaker might might be a guy that sticks around in the NFL for a while. I think I think like could I see a George Kittle kind of a thing out of him? Yeah, I could. Like I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying I see a lot of upside to him that I don't see with some of these other guys. And I I mean I did see him. I don't think I mentioned uh, he he's projected to go in the third or fourth round. Right, so right. if he gets day two capital, yeah, you're going to, he's going to get every chance to succeed. Yeah. So uh, for me, I, I, I'm, he is probably in a three round rookie draft. He's on my board. Okay. And, and uh, I haven't sorted out exactly where I have him, and I'm probably going to watch a couple more games. Yeah. I, I need to watch decision. more, but I do feel like, uh, like, Outside of that top tier, like for me, is like, is it, do I go with Skullmaker or do I go with the mystery box player, that, mm-hmm. the insane athlete that you really don't know much about? And that's going to be the close call. Do I like Skullmaker more than Mayer? Like, it's kind of insane to say <laughs> that because, but as a fantasy football player, like, I, that's a thing I'm going to be weighing out because, uh, because I think there's a ceiling on Mayer. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority on this. I think there's a ceiling where is he going to be a guy that wins you fantasy football games? Um, I have a lot of questions about that. Skullmaker, maybe. All right. Well, that's kind of a fun way to end the episode, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's awesome here in Italy, by the way. (laughs) Well, I do wish you a good trip. Uh, You too. Thank you. And uh, so glad you were here to join us today, Thieves. Uh, we uh, we look forward to doing this again in a couple of weeks, as Sean mentioned. Our next, uh, our well, next we shouldn't ep- say a couple of weeks because by the time you put this out, uh, well, whatever. Yeah. I will see you in a couple of. You weeks, will see Sean. me in a couple of weeks. You will, the the thieves will hear you. However, hear us. our next episode after this one, as Sean mentioned at the Might top, probably will be a little bit late because we'll be just getting back into town and trying to get that worked out. So anyway, we look forward to doing that though, and until then. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.